0: hey everyone thanks for joining episode three of oh face wrestling uh today's topic we are going to talk about the current state of the women's division and what we want to see in the future today i am joined by patricia from those wrestling girls so thank you for joining me today patricia hi
1: Jacob. thank you for having me i'm honored to be on
0: and i'm honored to have you on my podcast today um do you want to throw out any plugs for your social media
1: uh, sure, um, so I co-host a podcast about women's wrestling uh, called Those Wrestling Girls, and you can find us on YouTube and Spotify, and you can follow us on Instagram at Those Wrestling Girls, and on Twitter um, at T Wrestling Girls, and then my personal uh, social media is all over those bios, so
0: yeah, <laughs> follow me. All right, yeah, definitely do that. If you're a fan of women's wrestling, they are definitely the channel you want to follow. Um, They are very interactive with the fans on Twitter during the show, so you definitely want to tweet with them live during Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and all the pay-per-views. All right, so we are going to start today's um, topic off with the Bellas. So the one thing that really intrigues me is Patricia is Mm -hmm. a big fan of the Bellas.
1: I am in the Bella Army.
0: Yeah, which uh, really is a little bit of a shock to me um, because uh, I consider Patricia a hardcore fan. And usually a lot of hardcore fans, you know, these days kind of look down on the Bellas because of the era that they come from. They come Mm -hmm. from the Divas era, which is, you know, most people agree that that was probably the lowest point of women's wrestling. Mm -hmm. And now we're in a new era. So what about the Bellas, you know, that you like?
1: Uh, Well, first, I'm a twin. I don't know if, if you knew that, Jacob, but I'm a, I am have a twin sister, um, and yeah, so I, that's already kind of a thing, and um, I do agree with what people say, whatever they came from, but I think they are misunderstood um, as far as the hardcore wrestling fan base, because when it comes to WWE, it's such a multifaceted entertainment company that it's not just about what you're doing in the ring. So what the Bella t- Twins bring to the table, um, they have gotten better as wrestlers, Um, throughout their time Um, and what they bring to the table is way more than like being like no one's going to be a Sasha Banks no one can be a hardcore wrestler like Sasha Banks you know what I mean but what the Bellas bring to the Mm -hmm. table is something different Um, and like I said like WWE is such a big company like they bring eyeballs to and, and say what you want they brought more female fans to WWE A lot of people don't want to admit that, but I know a lot of people that started watching Total Divas, Total Bellas, and fell in love with them as reality TV show characters and started watching WWE because of them. Um, So I think that alone is very valuable. Um, And they're successful businesswomen. Like they took something, um, and I watched, I listened to their podcast, and they actually spoke about how they were presented to the WWE universe as models and actresses and they said on that they were never models and actresses they were professional soccer players so the we already got the wrong impression about the Bellas from Jump because of how they were presented to us. So these are like at hardcore athletes that came into the WWE to wrestle and just so happened to enter it during the Divas era and took that and ran with it. And I believe that they were the bridge between the Divas era into the women's, uh, the, I shouldn't say women's evolution, the Divas revolution. I think they were a huge bridge between those two eras as well as exposing women's wrestling to the outside world. And, you know, I'm all about girl power and sorry if I'm, I'm vamping, but like the way that they were able to turn there, they're like the female John Cena's of WWE, you know, they're the ones that have that crossover appeal. You know, when Nikki Bella was on Dancing with the Stars, I was so proud of that because I was just like for her to be that recognizable as a WWE superstar to be on Dancing with, that's huge. Um, so I just have a respect for just how they were able to kind of take things and run with it. And now they're, you know, they have their own like empire.
0: Yeah, I mean I definitely have to agree with you. They uh, they both, especially Nikki, definitely improved in the ring, which I I have to give him kudos on that one. Um I actually like when I got back in the wrestling back in 2010, I was a fan of the Bellas. I thought, you know, the Ooh. whole twin aspect was really, um as we started to do more of the modern era of women's wrestling, you know, when you know Paige and AJ Lee, that's when I started like kind of going towards a different direction. I became a huge AJ Lee fan mm-hmm.
1: and a huge fan I miss them. what
0: happened with me is like you have you like noticed you know when some of the women win those titles the emotion they show when they win it like yeah not jack she broke down crying at yeah. Wrestlemania Sasha broke down crying you know to me you know that shows how much you know the business and you know that title means to them yeah. One thing that actually, it didn't really stand out to me at first. My wife actually brought it up back. I think it was in, what, 2013 when uh, Nikki Bella ended AJ Lee's title reign.
1: Mm-hmm. She
0: won that title and just held it up with just a straight face. And I understand That's that, true. you know, she's a heel, playing a heel character. It kind of stood out to us like, hey, how does this actually mean mm-hmm. to her? Is she really herself and her brand or, you know, over the business? I mean, I really can't say, like, you know, I don't know how much, you know, it meant to her, just that one thing compared to a lot of the other women, you know, that that emotion and the passion they oh, had yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and the Bellas, like I said, they came from that era. And then once when we started getting into the modern era, you know, they were still kind of getting the spotlight, Which like a you know, I understand what you're saying, you know, they bring the eyeballs, they have that, you know, mainstream popularity. So in WWE being the business that it is, they make the best business decisions, Mm -hmm. which may not sit well with all the fans. me. Like, you know, they disappeared for a while, came back, they made it to the final three, the first ever women's Royal Rumble, Mm -hmm. and then they disappeared again, and then Nikki Bella came back and main event the first ever women's pay per view. So I understand regularity, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I'm wanting WWE to put more of a spotlight on mm-hmm. some of to build them up to get to that level. And that's been, you know, a big issue with not just women wrestling, but men's wrestling. WWE to uh, put, you know, a lot of focus on other wrestlers instead of, you know, the other wrestlers, like Sasha Banks could easily be a mainstream star.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: We, well, And we'll get to that at the end, we'll highlight her, but... Yeah, so as far as the Bella, who, you know, have, you know, a respect, you know, to them just because of how they have improved. But it's just kind of, like I said, I look at them as from a past era, and I want more of a focus on, you know, the more of the newer era. And um, i look like that's what we're going to get on from my knowledge. They're retired now. I don't think they're coming back. But then you really need
1: Yeah, like they had said that they were retired from in-ring competition and then the tag titles came back out, came out, and then they kind of, uh, because I follow their YouTube channel, I'm like obsessed, Jacob, don't judge me. (laughs) But they had said how they might consider coming out of retirement because of how is not going to be in contention for the tag team titles. Uh, But, like, I I, I totally understand uh, what you're saying. And I think uh, just – Talking about the Royal Rumble, you know, that was a very special moment in the women's division. And I think everything that the Bellas did for the women's division um, and a lot of people would even disagree with that statement, what they did for the women's division. I think they did a lot for it. Um, I think they deserve to be in such a big spot in the Royal Rumble. I thought that the finish with her, with Nikki and Oscar, was actually really good. I was like looking at Nikki's neck like, no. Nah. <laughs> but I think that they did good. And then they had the moment where Nikki threw her out. But I totally, you know, I totally agree with, with WWE always focusing on like the same five people for years now. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, can we please, you know, that spot could easily have gone to like an Ember Moon or someone, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it goes both ways. I mean, they have their reasons for doing it, you know, they're, you know, they see the money right then and there and they may go for that instead of, you know, looking more long-term, but I mean, it is what it is, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So the next topic we're going to talk about, and this is actually something that's new, it's the whole Cardia B possibly teaming <laughs> up with Carmella at SummerSlam. So how do you feel about that?
1: I... <laughs> um... I don't know how I feel about it. I get embarrassed when like celebrities are part of things that where I'm just like, why are you here? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want Cardi B to wrestle. What I would love for her to do is to, like, maybe do, like, an entrance for Carmela, Like, come out with her a little bit, like, in her entrance and stuff. mm mm-hmm. um, But as far as, like, wrestling, I don't think she should do any of that. It just will remind me of, like, Snooky and just, like, how that was just, like, so cringeworthy.
0: I was about to say that, too. <laughs> but, yeah, if they if they came out there and did, like, a dance segment or something like that. hmm Or, like, Ooh, I'm kind of mentioned yeah. like, maybe party a beacon host SummerSlam, even though it's not in brooklyn this year which is kind of weird
1: yeah
0: but yeah that like,
1: i think would be cool
0: yeah that would be cool her wrestling like you said it'd be kind of embarrassing you know i can't imagine her doing much the, the best way i think they could pull that off is they did like a mixed tag team match Mm -hmm. you know maybe like like did uh Carmella and R-Truth versus Cardi B and someone else and you know Cardi Mm -hmm. B does like a few things I mean that's the best they can do other than that it would just be very embarrassing
1: very and I think um like (laughs) they're so late like Cardi B is hot right now don't get me wrong but I think the window that they should have had her in WWE has passed like like, last summer, I feel like, was Cardi B's summer, where where I feel like she should have been a part of SummerSlam, especially because she's from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, But now, I just, I don't know, it just doesn't, I think it would be so forced, and so, like, because I just see WWE now, like, oh my god, Cardi B likes WWE, let's write her a $3 million check, and then it just, like, I don't know, it just, just seems so, for, I don't know, I just i don't know how i feel about it to be honest with you
0: yeah i just think they're just so desperate right now with the ratings yeah. going down and aew yeah. coming out this fall they're just like hey we, let's we, gotta, bring be some mainstream. we gotta be cool yeah and <laughs> in reality i mean i'm sure like the younger fan base might think it's really cool but you know like i said it, a lot of us you know hardcore fans are private man, people may boo it and they'll be oh, yeah. even more embarrassing, especially in canada
1: know. because canada is such a hardcore wrestling town you know like they don't take light to those type of like gimmicky type of stuff like I don't think I don't for some reason I just don't feel like Canada is going to embrace Cardi B as a wrestler
0: exactly and it could just end up (laughs) backfiring which is not going to be a good thing for WWE or even Cardi B yeah so yeah I mean it could just be WWE just trying to generate some buzz right now nothing may even come to it but you never know
1: yeah you never know
0: all right, so now I want to talk about Tony Storm. So right now she is the UK Women's Champion. Do you feel like that she's going to get like a Pete Dunne kind of reign and hold that title for like two years?
1: I can see them doing that with her um, because I don't know. Like, Are there any other like big stars on NXT UK that like can carry the division that way? Uh, I just, I'm such a big Tony Storm. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then she took it from Ray Ripley, who's the only other person that I would think would be like kind of good, like not good enough, but like.
0: They got Piper Nevin, which I know she has, you know, a bit of a following, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, I think that she should hold it for a while and then just like kind of build up the rest of the division by having them challenge her, um, even if it's unsuccessful challenges, but like maybe build up the division by like, you know how they do, kind of similar to like, um, like the other NXT. Whereas like, Oscar, uh, for example, like we all knew she wasn't gonna lose a belt to these people, but like she was able to make a start out of Ember Moon real quick. She was able to exactly. make a start out of. Um, Everyone that she wrestled, even though we knew that she was never going to lose the belt, but those like three or four feuds that she had was able to make a name for the other person. So I'm hoping that they could do that with Tony Storm. So then it's like, oh, OK, like I know those four girls that try to get the title. So maybe next summer when one of them is successful, I'm like, oh, yeah, OK. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. But- I mean, they, they could do that. You Know but, um, it, the only issue is, is like how many people actually watch you know that UK division anyway, so yeah,
1: that's not in the UK
0: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like even we don't really pay too much attention. I know uh, we brought it up, I think it was on Facebook last week. I actually watched the most recent episode and um, check out some of the wrestlers. I'm gonna watch uh, that battle royal tomorrow to see me too. Me uh, see somebody's too. Time. I, I like the I never seen her wrestle, but I like the name. It's like Killer Kelly. I think she seems like an interesting character.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see what she um, like, what she brings. This battle royal is gonna be good for us because I think we will be able to kind of get introduced to everyone and like kind of mm-hmm. see who we like and who. Because you know what, what I like about this battle royal is then it's like you'll we'll see the standouts. We'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, see somebody to watch. See somebody to watch.
0: Yeah, okay. they'll definitely showcase, you know, the top stars, the ones they want to push, and we'll kind of mm-hmm. see where they'll go from there. I'm, I'm excited to see who wins, though. I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, like I mentioned, Piper Nevin. They had a really mm-hmm. good match. It was, I don't know if it was the first year of the May Young Classic or the second year, but they had a really good match during that, and I'm excited to get, see that Ooh, again.
1: okay. All right. I'm going to check that out.
0: <laughs> you never seen that?
1: Um, I watched the first May Young Classic when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would need to like re because I didn't know a lot of people in it so like I would have to re-watch now I'll probably recognize a lot more names than I did two years ago
0: yeah it was a uh, the whole thing was exciting I remember because I, I follow a lot of you know women outside of WWE so that was a mm. good way to you know see them on WWE television and then it's also right. a good way to learn about new wrestlers like I never knew about Tony Storm until I saw her because she really stood out during that tournament same. All right, so now I want to move on to the actual main roster now. So, you know, women's wrestling hit their peak at WrestleMania, like main event WrestleMania. You can't get any bigger than that. So ever since then, it has cooled down significantly. What do you Very think about much that? So.
1: It's so disappointing. It really is because my co-host and I was inspired to start our podcast because we were so inspired by the women's evolution And, uh, we even debuted our podcast the day after evolution. Like we recap, that was our first episode was recapping evolution. So yeah, that's how how passionate and excited we were because we grew up in the attitude era. So, you know, women back then, the way that they were presented compared to now is like, wow, like, oh my, like, even though it's a stall, it's still a huge step forward from like bra and panty matches. So Mm -hmm. To see the peak at WrestleMania and then now to where it is now, it's like we went like 20 steps backwards. Like we're back to like two minute matches, um, matches not meaning anything. Um, and it just, it's, it's very disappointing. Like every Monday and Tuesday, it's just so disappointing. Uh, and then you have these, you had new championship belts that I thought would be like this whole new, like, whoa, there should be at least, there should be three women's matches on each show. In my opinion, there should be something for the taxing division, something for the, um, the raw belt and something for the SmackDown belt, but that's never the case. Like you always have like either a talking segment or a two minute match, or you have the iconic doing a squash match with something with some local talent. It's just the attention and the effort is just not being put on the women's division anymore. And it sucks. And it's disappointing. And, you know, I don't want to be amongst all the people that complain about WWE on Twitter, but like, I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, I agree. Cause I mean, like, I, I feel like Becky, you know, at, at the one point holding two belts probably wasn't really a good thing. I mean, it was cool seeing same. the whole Becky two belts, but then at the same time it was kind of taken away from another wrestler because exactly. usually you had both titles, you had two champions, two challengers. Now you had one champion and two challengers. Yeah. And the whole Lacey Evans feud, I just I don't like you know, like I'm like Lacey Evans is not a bad wrestler, but I just do not care for the character. She really wasn't mm. even built up that well before being thrown Besides into a big walking
1: feud. down and walking back.
0: Exactly. That was really, in my opinion, dumb and You know, I'm really excited for that feud to be over with. Um, And then, you know, we started off with Becky feuding with Charlotte again. Like, I love their feud. I love their matches. But that's a feud that's been going on since summer. It's been
1: done. (laughs) I'm
0: done. I want to see something else. And now, you know, Bailey's holding the championship. That's awesome. I think she deserves it.
1: She really did.
0: She does. Can I ask you a
1: question? Sure. Um, and this really pissed me off after Bailey won the championship at Money in the Bank is that people were like, oh, they just did that to get back at Sasha or if um, Bailey wouldn't be champion if Sasha hadn't left. And that really pissed me off because that is taking everything away from Bailey and she deserved that championship. And I don't think that that should, I don't think people should even bring up Sasha Banks in that conversation. You know what I mean? Like bailey deserved that championship you know the timing of it may be like you know coincidental or whatever but like don't take that away from bailey's accomplishments because she has worked hard and she's been before she won the title like she's been bringing it like her matches she had this fire i would say for like maybe six months before she won the championship where people were like okay babe like they started paying attention to bailey mm-hmm. again so i think it was great that she um had that such a successful night I think it was great so do you agree with what people are saying
0: I do not I mean I do agree like if Sasha never you know you know walked away she may have gotten that you know money in the bank briefcase Mm -hmm. I mean we really don't know but I do agree that Bailey deserves it and we do know that there's no bigger fan of Bailey than Sasha Banks, so we know that That's she's true. definitely happy for her. That just
1: her. made me so happy. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I mean, I think yeah. Bailey definitely deserves it. You know, like I said, we don't know what would have happened if Sasha would have stuck around, and you know that whole situation. But yeah, like Bailey, I think her being champion has a lot of potential. Like I'm just waiting for That's that really big feud, you know, like really what she had with Sasha, true. like will Sasha come back and turn on Bailey you know or I would love so <laughs> yeah I would love that I've been waiting for that for me, like two years now me I don't know too. do you remember when they were, when they were
1: teasing it last year remember yeah, when they were I, teasing it last year and then all of a sudden was, they were like best friends the next week I was like okay what the f
0: <laughs> yeah like one week like Bailey like turned on Sasha and we're like did Bailey just turn heel like I don't. I don't think WWE even knew what they were really doing, and that's kind of like the issue with WWE. They yeah. just they don't know what they're doing. They change their minds so many times, and that's screwing up, you know, storylines mm-hmm. and the characters, especially and all for
1: the for for the women because we get so much of them anyway. So then it's like you know one week you tease something and we're all excited about it and the next week it just like doesn't happen you're just like wait what like (laughs) (laughs) like even um Dana Brooke and Natty like they teased a feud about that like maybe two months ago and then like they never brought it back up again and I was excited for that I was like okay (laughs) you have your big feud with the championship then Natty and Dana could easily be one of the like B feuds in the women's division Mm -hmm. and then you have a third uh, tag team feud, and then you have the SmackDown belt. That's four storylines and potentially four, five, six, seven, eight women that could be being utilized.
0: Exactly. But it's not.
1: We see the same people all the time. And I, can I ask you another question, Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Alexa Bliss? Uh, I
0: like her. I like her more, you know, in the role that, you know, that whole, a moment with Bliss. She mm-hmm. is a very good talker. She is a very she good character. Is. She's a good wrestler, but she's not great. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for a you know a while, she was in that title picture, and it got to the point where I kind of got tired of it.
1: Me too. So I, I
0: like her. I respect her. I remember when she was back in NXT, skipping down the mm-hmm. you know Glittery. to the ring with a 2 <laughs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. And look what she's you know came to be. So, I, I like her a lot, and um and I won't argue about her having another title run again, but, you know, right now, she's not, like, my high focus. Yeah. Like, I'm more, you know, looking into other women being built up. Yeah. Like, right now, it, it sucks. Like, I like the wild card rule. Mm-hmm. Oh, you but do? I feel like... Yeah, I do like it, but I feel like WWE is not doing it the correct way. I feel like they're overexposing yeah. certain risks same wrestlers on every show every week Mm -hmm. and and then it's taken away from other wrestlers because the whole point of the brand split is for more opportunities you have a lot of women who are on the smackdown roster aren't getting utilized like you know obviously you know i'm a huge ember moon fan we're not seeing her on tv Liv morgan i really like Liv morgan i love the whole like she kind of gives me like the harley quinn kind of vibe i would love to see them do something with her me no sure. it's every week it's alexa bliss charlotte becky bailey mm-hmm. and you know and it's taken away from other women and i think you know the, once again wwe's overthinking things there and i think with now that they have that contract with fox so they have a contract with usa and fox so fox wants this wrestler and then you know mm-hmm. usa wants them too I and i think, think that's the that, issue yeah. that's happening right now yeah so because yeah. that's why we're seeing like roman reigns each and every week same thing with Becky uh, Lynch, like we're seeing shows. the same wrestlers, yes, and it's, as much as I like, you know, a wrestler, seeing them every week, is just overexposing In them, and it kind of lose interest. Mm-hmm.
1: It, yeah, it's true, and it sucks because there's so, like before, as far as going back to the women, before it was like, oh, there's not enough women, there's not enough talent, you know, for there to be, um, you know, a, a valid women's division. Well, guess what? Now there is a plethora of women's talent, especially after both May and Young Classics. Like, you have the division there. You have all sorts of characters there. You're just not using them. And I love mm-hmm. all the people that are, like, don't get me wrong. I love Becky. I love Charlotte. I love, um, I don't love Alexa Bliss, but like we said, like, we get it. She's <laughs> she's great. Yeah. You know, she's, she's a good character. She's good at what she does. But let's see those opportunities given to someone else, you know, like even with Nikki Cross, like why do you have to use Alexa Bliss, who's already been championed 800,000 times to build her up, like put her in a feud with Ember Moon, put her in a feud with Liv Morgan, like I'm sure people would love to see that.
0: Yes, because, I mean, Nikki Cross is great, and she, and that character that she has, I mean, every time she comes out for entrance, you're watching I the TV, I like, love you, love you love. do not take your, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, when she, like, starts biting the ropes, and all that is, she awesome. is
1: fun, do and I
0: didn't appreciate
1: her, her enough, in, in, no, in NXT, I didn't appreciate her enough in NXT.
0: Yeah, because, like, that feud that she had with Asuka in NXT, they had that, what was that, like, false count anywhere match, or whatever, mm-hmm. and. You know, um, Asuka put her in the trash can and was kicking it. Like that was an oh, yeah. awesome match. I oh, wanna I see her do stuff that. like that on the main roster. Yeah. Let's see Nikki wondering... Cross do some crazy stuff.
1: And I think this is also what's frustrating about WWE because Nikki's character is so already built in. You don't even have to build up a feud with her because she's she's supposed to be like so off the wall and unpredictable like you don't have to mm-hmm. build that up with Nikki you can have her just like crash somebody's match and then you know what I mean it's like and like, like I think it goes back to the overthinking like you talked about like what like you don't need to overthink Nikki Cross's character like it's there just have just pick someone dope for her to feud with like let her bully Ember Moon back not bully Ember Moon but let her like you know flip up Ember Moon's comic book or something and let that become a feud like
0: yeah, yeah, instead of Mandy Rose and Sandy DeVille. Yeah, Bill, you know? and then
1: it's the typical boring, like, oh, we're the hot girl making fun of the geeky girl. Like, yep. okay, that's so boring. Like, come on. Like, we could do better than that at WWE.
0: Yeah, they could. I mean, the only thing I like about that is, like, have you ever listened to the podcast with Ember Moon and Lillian Garcia?
1: I did. I loved it
0: yeah so like being bullied is something that ember moon you know dealt with growing up so i guess them carrying over that to an actual story mm-hmm. could be interesting i just kind of wish it was with someone you know better yeah. in the ring you know like her and mandy rose i don't know how good of a match that would actually mm-hmm. be i'd rather see her like you said, go against like a Nikki ember cross have or something to,
1: like to, yeah say oh for some reason i'm really into ember moon versus Nikki cross i think that would be so cool
0: have they ever fought before
1: I would, I would, I think maybe an NXT. I'm only guessing. I want to assume that they have mm-hmm. an NXT. Um, yeah,
0: I need to look that up I think that would probably been a good match.
1: Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Emberman would really have to carry Mandy Rose to have the kind of match that me and you want her to have.
0: Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> she can do it, though, because I mean, from what I heard, her match with Liv Morgan was pretty good. And I mean, Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. just like, you know, some of the other wrestlers she's good but not great but supposedly that was a really good dark match
1: I, and it's funny because it was like trending and I was like that's mm-hmm. interesting with something trends and it wasn't even on tv
0: yeah because I mean people like Ember Moon and you know we want to see them do something with her mm-hmm. you know because the, yeah. the one issue I have is they said you know when they bring up someone from NXT they had like a six month plan for them when they brought her up it really was they really didn't have anything for her. She teamed up with Sasha and Ronda Rousey a lot, which was cool, Mm
1: -hmm. but they had
0: no storylines. She's never challenged for any title. Nope.
1: And I remember she got injured, but, and I was hoping that would actually work for her benefit. Cause you know, sometimes when you like absence makes the heart grow fonder, I'm like, Oh, maybe they'll have her come back like real prominently, like in a big spot. And then she comes back and she's backstage. I'm like, okay, come on. Like, that's another like the same thing with Nikki is just like you don't have to do much to build up a feud with Ember Moon she is yeah. good just have someone challenge her and then and, and let's go
0: <laughs> see like with me like I'm I really want to see her win this Royal Rumble um next year
1: because
0: she's a really good underdog I feel like a good way to build her up I brought it up on what my other podcast like her in the survivor series match have everyone mm, on her team and be the last be one eliminated. and then she takes down kind of like dolph ziggler a few years ago have her like take yeah. down the odds how cool would that be like the fans will get be behind her
1: so cool See? and i know go ahead i'm sorry
0: i was i was saying because the fans were behind her at the evolution pay-per-view at the battle royal when so it came much down to so much so, the so fans much so were you
1: her. i was were you there jacob
0: no, I was not.
1: Oh, uh, okay, because me and uh Krista, my co host, were there and it was wow. like people were stomping their feet like Ember, Ember. Like I never heard the crowd behind Ember like that ever. And that was back when Naya was a face. And yeah. people people loved Naya too. But the way that they were coming for Ember, like me and Krista looked around like, Oh sh- okay. <laughs> Ember, they <laughs> <seeing> you.
0: <laughs> was uh, that pay per view in New York?
1: Uh yeah, it was in Long Island. Uh, okay, yeah, that's another yeah. reason why for me and chris everything was so kismet. We were just like, oh my mm-hmm.
0: god, <laughs> we gotta <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to go to like a big pay per I mean, view. I've gone to Raw once back in 2014 and that was it. So I definitely gotta start hitting up some of these shows.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Um, but if you do, where are you again, Jacob? Maryland. Oh, that's not far at all. Um but, yeah, if you ever want to, you know, someone to go with, if you want to come to New York, you know, we're always down.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, I was, uh, me and my wife were talking about going to the whole Access thing for WrestleMania, you know, this previous WrestleMania, but we never mm-hmm. got around to doing it. But, yeah, they definitely have a lot of big events for wrestling in New York. So, I, I definitely want to come down there sometime because I've never been to New York. You know, Really? So. Yeah, i I would I've been love
1: like... to show you and your wife around. I would love that.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, we get a, uh, you know, figure something out down in the future and see what we could do, especially if there's a wrestling event.
1: Yeah, and I go to. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we go to. I go to a, a viewing party uh, at this bar in downtown for the pay per views. Um, mm-hmm. So it's so if you do ever come and it is during a pay per view, you don't want to spend tickets on money. You know, come out to this mm-hmm. party and just something different. I don't know, just being around other wrestling fans and you know think think a uh, super bowl party for a wrestling pay-per-view it's so fun
0: yeah i would love to do that yeah usually um usually during the big pay-per-views i take like the week off so maybe like after um, royal rumble yeah maybe like during the royal rumble pay-per-view i'll see about doing something like that
1: nice do you have a favorite big four because roy rumble's my favorite
0: Oh, probably SummerSlam, to be honest. Like I wanted to be WrestleMania because that's supposed to be the biggest one. But for me, in recent years, I've been taking more of a liking with SummerSlam, especially and uh, back in 2014, that was my favorite all-time pay per view. Oh,
1: nice.
0: Yeah, I don't know I if you remember that. that was that was when like Paige beat uh AJ Lee for the Divas title. Mm-hmm. Lesnar destroyed John Cena, which I loved. So oh, yeah, that was one. Was
1: that yeah, the that one where it was like kind of like hard to watch a little bit because he was just like bleeding and just like really like beat him up?
0: No, uh, that was at Extreme Rules.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, you might be thinking about the Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton SummerSlam match when uh his his he got cut open really bad, just pouring out.
1: Oh yes,
0: you're right. Yep, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. yeah, that was a good one too. So yeah, um, SummerSlam. 2014 and 2016 were a pretty good one
1: okay Dope.
0: All right, so um about the women's tag team belts like i want to get to that too before we end the show how do you feel about like how wwe's been booking them lately
1: i hate it i hate it um i was very disappointed when sasha and bailey lost the belt at WrestleMania. like i was so mm-hmm. dim- like i was like a kid like because uh, again i went to a viewing party for it and like Everybody was happy for the icon. Like, it was, I was like a spoiler brat. I was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. I was such a sore loser <laughs> kind of thing because I was very inspired. And you had brought it up um earlier in the show just about like emotion like the emotion mm-hmm. that the that champions get when they win for the first time and you can that is how you can tell the passion that people have for what they're doing now with Sasha and Bayley you don't have to you know figure out if they're passionate about what they're doing because you can feel it you can see it when they talk about wrestling you can feel it coming off of them like i get goosebumps thinking about how much Sasha and Bayley love <laughs> wrestling <laughs> and really care about it so when they you know for them winning those tag team belts for the first time like they couldn't even stop crying they couldn't even talk (laughs) I know I mean it (laughs) because they were crying and I was literally crying Beth Phoenix was crying that's how much it meant to them Mm -hmm. so and the plans that they had like they wanted to they really wanted to build these belts into something really special like they wanted to to challenge them on all the plans they wanted to really make it something significant so I was mad that they lost the belt at WrestleMania, but again, that's not the end of the world. Now, if that turned into a feud between the Iconics Sasha and Bailey uh, for a couple months where they kind of did back and forth, that could have been really good. Mm-hmm. But once the Iconics won the belt, it just went downhill from there. Like it became a joke. And I know that that's the Iconics. Uh, uh, I don't want to say gimmick, but I love that about. I love the Iconics. Don't get me wrong. I think they're hilarious, but in turn you turn those belts into a joke and i can only imagine how sasha banks and bailey feel because of the plans that they had to bring that belt to another level so it just it just sucks what what's happened to them since they've won
0: it is because i mean honestly those are really nice looking belts too um during yeah. the podcast with Edge and Christian and Sasha Banks, they even mentioned how they wanted to come back and win them belts because they were so ah! good. With them. <laughs> but yeah, like, I was expecting them to hold them titles for a long time. Me too. Me too. And then I was expecting, you know, once they dropped it, you know, we would see maybe a Sasha heel turn or whatever. But after they dropped it, that was my biggest disappointment from WrestleMania was them, you know, losing them titles. But then shortly after that, I started getting a little excited because then Paige announced that she was bringing this tag team to challenge the Iconics. Thought it was going to be the Sky Pirates, but you know it was—you know—we got Kyrie Sane and uh, Asuka. So I was like, "All right, cool. They're going to you know beat the Iconics for the championships. Okay, this is this is fine because I like both of them wrestlers. But we haven't even seen them on TV. I believe for like a month oh. now." So it's like, I wonder, like, what happened with that whole, you know, idea. And once again, WWE changing their minds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I don't know where they're going with these titles. I mean, it was cool seeing the Iconics actually defend them last night. But, of course, now they win. And that's the thing is ever since they won these titles, they've been losing and then when they do win there is the local talent so it's just kind of making like you know like a joke out of these titles that should be a big thing so um what other women in the tag or not tag team division but the women's division do you think would make a great tag team to potentially challenge the iconics Mm,
1: hmm, that's a good question um hmm i liked the riot squad Mm mm-hmm I thought that they didn't get, they got a lot of TV time, but I do think that they should have been more in the tag team title picture because they've been such a strong unit since they started. They were always a team. They're like the New Day. Like they, it was never any question that they were going to break up. It wasn't a question they were going to turn on each other. Like they were Mm -hmm. a team. So and they held down. I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like as far as the heels of the women's division, they held that down for like a year because it was like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, we have a, a face who's gonna go against them? the right spot. Like they were always the ones that was like, okay, the bad guy, the good guy. And I feel like they held it down for a long time. And then they just with the brand split, they broke up and that was it. I didn't think they got enough of, of a send off. I don't think them breaking up got enough attention. I don't think they got enough attention for what they did when they were a group. So it sucks that they weren't able to have a little bit of time in the title picture, even if they never won it. I think that, Uh you know, that should have been one of Sasha Banks and Bayley's feuds for Exactly. It would
0: have been a good feud.
1: Oh, yeah. And they could have did that for, you know, two or three pay-per-views, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing that's missing in the women's division is, like, those significant, like, that those strong feuds where we can do a trilogy. You know, remember back in the day where like the Rock and Stone Cold, they were able to headline three WrestleManias because the effort was put into building that up so much that I'll see them fight again because I wanna know who's gonna win. They don't do that anymore with the men or the women. So it's like, and then the only reason I did that for the women was because of Ronda Rousey. And once Ronda Rousey left, Yeah, I went back to treating it's, the women's division like I always did. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what is uh, unfortunate. But with the time team belt, I think the riot squad should have been in contention. Um, I did not hate Carmella and Naomi as a team.
0: I didn't mind that either. Um, I actually was a bigger fan of Naomi and Asuka because with the whole glow in the dark <laughs> oh, entrance yeah. and all the, and the, they I
1: that, they were cool, Yeah. Yeah. I like that I, too.
0: I definitely could see, um, you know, the horsewoman from NXT coming up and being in that division. Ooh, I think it's Jessamyn yeah. Duke and Marina Schafer or something like that. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time pronouncing her name, but I think they'll definitely be champions one day. I, I really like the idea if Sasha ever turns heel, maybe putting her with Bianca Belair. I think that would be kind of Ooh, interesting. Oh yes. Yeah. Because they so both fair. have, you know, those similar kind of gimmicks. Yeah, and, you
1: know, and then they could ultimately turn on each other, too. That could be a whole other thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I would I would more so favor Bianca going to a face cuz like I said we've seen Sasha as a face for a while and so Sasha is so much better as a wheel. Yes, yeah, she is. She you is. could just see like you could just see it.
1: You're just, just she wants it's like it wants to come out. But she's like, uh-huh. oh do so you do yeah. see when um, <laughs> they did like this standoff right before WrestleMania with um, Beth Phoenix and Natty? And um, Natty said that um, Beth Phoenix is the, no, I think either Beth Phoenix said about Natty or the other way around. And one of them said, I'm partnered with the best woman in that locker room and then Sasha in the background was like I don't know about that but it just reminded (laughs) me of back in NXT when she was like full blown heel where she was just like uh uh and I just I was like yes Sasha
0: (laughs) and she's shown (laughs) signs of it you know in the past like I remember at the first ever Royal Rumble when she was like kind of like leading the Bellas and having them attack Asuka like I love that I love that Sasha makes so much and you know I just want to see it
1: me too, that
0: was so good. I miss so, her. Me too. So speaking of Sasha Banks, like what do you feel like about the situation going on right now?
1: Uh it sucks. Um, I don't know the details. I don't think anyone really knows the details yet. Um, of like really what's going on. So um I don't want to add to the continued narrative of what's going on with Sasha Banks because what I realized is like No one's creating this narrative about her. Everyone's creating this narrative about her except for her. So, Mm -hmm. because she's never publicly said anything about any of this. So it's just people taking, you know, social media stuff to another level and making their own conclusions and all of that. So I kind of want to like stay away from that until we hear from Sasha Banks. But I can see her being frustrated. I really can because she gives 500 percent like she even um my co-host and I talk about this all the time like you know Sasha could have a little like you know two minute match to to uh in in the middle of raw right but even Mm -hmm. if it's just a little five minute match and it doesn't mean anything to anything she is still giving her a hundred percent in that ring she is still gonna put on the best match of the night no matter
0: exactly what I feel like like Vince McMahon underappreciates that so much because I remember her match with Asuka over a year ago on Raw. Mm-hmm. That match was so intense. Like I really thought she got. Remember she jumped out of the ring, doing the suicide dive, and Asuka kicking her. Yes, in. yes I and she everyone thought dead. that
1: was a botch, and it wasn't.
0: I don't know. I mean, it it looked pretty, you know, um, pretty intense though. But like, yeah, every, she can go out there with anyone—Asuka, yep. Bailey, Becky, Charlotte, etc.—and put up put together a great match. If she was a champion doing this every pay per view that would be awesome. And, and the, like, like you said, like I understand her frustration because she is so good. She cares so much about this business and WWE just does not invest in her. Every time she wins that title, she drops it. The first title defense.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And then they had that opportunity to, you know, have her and Bailey build up them, you know, women's tag titles. And she drops it like two months later. Yep.
1: So her in her second title defense
0: second title of yes yeah, so i understand her being frustrated and i don't know if she actually like asked for her release like you know all the rumors say but you know we have not seen her on tv she dyed her hair black she changed her name on instagram oh to mercedes you know so she's know. she's been making some interesting changes so i don't know if that's going to be like a new character for her when she comes back but regardless when she comes back i'm sure she'll get a great crowd reaction and i cannot imagine mm-hmm. you know them not doing something with her
1: Oh my I God. actually I heard,
0: I heard rumors going around like prior to Money in the Bank that WWE offered her you know the briefcase for her to come back and she still turned that opportunity uh-huh. down so I don't know exactly like what's going on but once again she that was just, just a rumor. Someone yeah. I called her out on Twitter about the situation and she uh you know tweeted them back saying something but um yeah so Like I said, we can only go by rumors and hopefully things go well. I do know that I heard that she's still under contract for, you know, a few years. So her sitting out the contract, Mm -hmm. you know, if that happens, we're not going to see her anywhere for a while. And, you know, WWE being, you know, them being WWE, they probably would add months to her contract. They would find some, you know. Mm-hmm. way to be
1: easy. especially with aew yep.
0: i would love to see her in aew me too because
1: she would be that big fish in a yep. little pond and kill it she would like, kill imagine
0: it. a heel sasha banks in aew versus like a kylie ray or something right? like that that would be awesome
1: oh my god
0: she's like kind of like the I
1: can't even tell the aew
0: yet. version of bailey so i think that would be a money feud right there
1: Oh, God, yeah, that would be so good. And then she'd be appreciated in the way that I think that she should have been appreciated exactly. in WWE. Yeah, I know
0: uh, Brandy bridge um, would definitely, uh, you know, appreciate her and Booker pretty well.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really hope she does come back. And if she doesn't, I was telling um, my co-host that um, even no matter what ends up happening, I, I am kind of glad that she's giving her body a break mm-hmm. because um, she pushes herself so hard. Those bumps that she takes, I'm always like, Oh my god, are you okay? Yeah. So I mean, I'm glad she's vacationing. You know, they work WWE works them hard. And Sasha Banks was one of those characters where she was on every house show. You know, she works really hard. So I, I, I'm kinda glad that she's kinda, you know, taking a break.
0: Yeah, she definitely needs it. I think that was probably something that's held her back in the past is, you know, her being a little bit injury prone. I do know when um, during that Charlotte Fucci injured her back I think it was that SummerSlam mm-hmm. so you know WWE can be a little hesitant on doing that they did that with the revival they got hurt a few times and then they kind of did nothing for them until as of recent so I mean that could have been you know a factor but we don't really know either yeah all right so I do want to end this with a question for you if you had a friend, male or female, does not matter. If you were trying to get them to become a wrestling fan, what, or, you know, for the women's at least, what women's match would you introduce them to? Hmm.
1: Uh, I would say two matches. One would be Sasha and Bailey uh, take over Brooklyn, of course, one or two, whichever one. Um, and then. I really enjoyed the first Women's Roy Rumble. I I, I think I was just so geeked about it because Roy Rumble is, like, my favorite pay-per-view. And when the women had the opportunity, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I – you would have, like, thought, like, someone in my family was getting married when I found out about the Women's Royal <laughs> Rumble because I just thought it was the coolest. Because to me, that was like, oh, shoot. Like, this is – like, breaking the glass ceiling now. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all giving us a Roy Rumble? Like, that's huge. So I was excited about that, and I would I would tell them to watch that only because it's fun. It's, I love the surprise element, and then you could kind of see all the different types of wrestlers. You had the old school people come back, you have the new school, you had the Divas era, you had the new era. So I think that would just have be a fun opportunity to kind of just, like, You know, just educate them and just expose them to a whole bunch of women at the same time, but also a really fun match.
0: Yeah, that was a really fun match. It was a nice blast from the past. Like you mentioned, we saw women from all different eras come. So it was really cool getting to see them mixed with, you know, the more modern women. So that would definitely be, especially if it was a fan who was a fan back in the day, it was like, oh, Trish Stratus. Because for me, that's actually how exactly. I got back into wrestling. You know, when I got closer to high school, I faded away from it. And then one day I turned on TV Same. and I saw John Cena bringing out his SummerSlam team, you know, the Challenge of Nexus. And when he brought out like Edge and Chris Jericho, and Bret Hart, yeah. it got me all excited. Like those are the people I watched when I was growing up. You know, so I got invested Mm -hmm. into that storyline, and then I started getting invested into, you know, the current wrestlers on the roster. So stuff like that, you know, like a former fan, I say, oh, Trish Stratus, oh, Lita, this is cool. And then they could see, you know, like uh, Sasha Banks, Ember Moon, Alexa Bliss, and et cetera, and say, oh, I like these wrestlers. I want to start watching this every week now. So Royal Rumble, I think.
1: So you've been watching since uh, 2010?
0: Yes, but I did grow up as a fan back in the Attitude Era. Yeah, I got back into it in 2010 and I haven't looked back. So what about you? Did you, uh, I I knew you grew up being a wrestling fan. Did you stick with it or did you, you know, kind of fade out of it as you got older?
1: I faded out of it around 2003, 2004 when I was going into high school. Um, And it was a coincidence because I was a huge Stone Cold fan. Mm -hmm. And when he like officially retired and like left or whatever, I was just like, OK, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> in addition to like, you know, when you go into high school, you're like, oh, I'm cool. Now. Yeah. I don't I'm not that anymore. Uh, so that it was a mix of that and also like Stone Cold not being there. Uh, what got me back into it. And then my dad, uh, my dad and I are really close and he that's something that me and him share. But he will always like kind of just stay in tune uh, into what was going on. And we always say how wrestling is cyclical, like it's either like really, really, really hot, you got to watch it and then it cools down and you go back into it. So what got me back into it was back in 2015, um, my boyfriend at the time was really into like shoot interviews like on YouTube uh-huh. with like Jim Cornette and all that where like wrestlers really like talk honestly about um, their experiences in the wrestling industry. And then I ended up getting the WWE Network And then I was, um, I watched like all of like the documentaries and then beyond the rings. And I was just like, I'm obsessed because it was me being a fan. And then it's, then it's another thing to learn the behind the scenes of it. So then it's like, not only do I love wrestling as a fan, but now I love wrestling as a business, as an industry, because it's so like, complex and everything it's like oh my god this is so cool and then uh he was like well you gotta watch because he knows i'm all about you know women empowerment so he was like you gotta watch the four Horsemen and nxt y'all. i'm telling you like you gotta watch them started watching sasha Banks and bailey and uh also watching total divas and total bellas and then i was like hooked again i was like okay yeah i'm all in but what made me watch the current product like raw and smackdown was um the first women's money in the bank when, um, uh, what's his name? James uh, Ellsworth. Uh, Carmella. Yes, when he won for Carmella, I was so pissed. I was like, "What? The first women, yep, yep. you have a man win it?" And then Danny Bryan announced that they were going to do a second one on SmackDown. So that's literally the day I started watching Raw SmackDown okay. again hopefully, Was that that mm-hmm. rematch in 2017? And then I've been watching it every week ever since.
0: Yeah, I remembered I was mad when, uh, not just, you know, the fact that James Ellsworth, you know, helped her when I was mad about Carmella winning. I never really was a big fan of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, like you mentioned NXT kind of started off there. Um, that is like one of the best ways to introduce someone to wrestling again, because NXT is a lot cooler. And, you know, the yeah. wrestling's better. So, like, for me, like, I would, if I was trying to get someone, you know, to get into women's wrestling, it would be Sasha and Bailey at uh, TakeOver Brooklyn. You know, some people might argue that their match at TakeOver respect was better, but, you know, the TakeOver Brooklyn had a better atmosphere because it was in a bigger stadium and the crowd was
1: hot oh, yeah. for
0: that match. I remember I was... Ooh, when, um. Sasha had Bailey in the bank statement and, you know, she started kicking Bailey's hand. I was, like, stomping on the ground, like, tap out, tap out, you know?
1: Yo, oh, man. That was when I fell in love with the two of Mm -hmm. them and especially Sasha Banks because that passion that you have to, like, stomp someone's fingers out and then you see a little bit of that Sasha come back, like, in, um, like, when she was in a match with Ronda, a little bit of that heel Sasha came out when she, like, took her, um, band off to do a, um, A bank statement not a bank statement Uh, um yeah so I've seen a little bit of that but yeah I think Southland Daily is the best way because you can also see the kid in them Mm -hmm. too like they still geek out backstage when they see like the Hardy Boys like they are still such fans at heart and that's what is so like heartwarming to me about them it's like because I see myself in them even though they're WWE superstars I see myself as a fan in them. Yeah, like... And I think that's what's dope. That would
0: be us if we were wrestlers. Like, we would be back there, you know, geeking out and wanting to get all the selfies. And, you know, I would still be asking (laughs) for autographs. You know, like, that would would be a...
1: Especially people from my... Like, back in the day that I used to watch it. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine, like... Oh, like I, um, before Evolution, they were doing all these press conferences and um, Sasha Banks and Trish was on one of these panels and Trish starts like basically praising Sasha Banks and saying, you know, I've never seen anyone so talented and passionate and all this. And Sasha Banks starts crying. Like, I can't believe Trish Stratus is saying this to me. Like, <laughs> oh my God, like that type of passion uh-huh. is what we need in, in, in the division, especially as a champion.
0: Yeah, that's what the fans want and, you know, they don't always give it to us. You know, they, you know, like I mentioned, they, you know, give it to, you know, the more of the popular ones and, you know, we want the Salsa Banks, we want the passion, you know, we, you know, that makes us more invested into the product because, you know, it makes us, it makes the, you know, the matches in the future feel more real.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: um, All right, so that concludes our podcast. I do want to thank you for joining me. It was definitely an honor to have you be a part of my podcast, especially, you. you know, this is my third episode, so I'm still trying to get things off the ground. So it definitely meant a lot having you a part of my episode today
1: oh it means a lot that you even ask oh, i can't wait to to put this out <laughs> oh
0: yeah me too um definitely looking you know hoping to maybe have you in the future we'll see how things go but yeah definitely uh offers always on the table if you want to if you have any other ideas for episodes so just let me know okay we will do all right thank you so much for joining and you have a great day patricia
1: you too